Mike the Hobbit here. Lowdown Brown. Inviting you to check out Geek Some of the Influence, a podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends. And a little nerd culture. We get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes, but it is here for everyone. No gatekeeping. Always level up everything we do. We'll punch up, never punch down. Exactly. So check out Geeks Under the Influence everywhere you get your podcasts and join us or die. Shut the fuck up, Hobbit. Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch night, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too, because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. The views and opinions expressed on Beautiful Disasters are those of the panelists and not those of the Geeks Under the Influence Network, their sponsors, or anyone else involved. Also, there isn't going to be a lot of adult language used on this podcast, so please keep your little kitties away, unless you don't care about them that much. Welcome back to Beautiful Disasters, Shock Abuse Edition. I am F.U. Hunter, and as always with me today is... The Groots! So, uh, I was inspired with your Schlock Abuse. I, the season of winter, it's cold, and I wanted to find something that kind of fell into that kind of category of embracing the wintertime season. So, right. I thought, you know... Let's go with like a movie that just will make Groots think about wintertime for a good hour and a half. I don't know how long the movie is. I know it's longer than the last goddamn schlock music gave you. I know that much. <laughs> it is. It is I a feature, it is feature time, length. <laughs> I checked the running time, goddammit. But uh, so the feature that I uh, gave to you for your schlock abuse was called Cold Zone. Ooh, see, wintertime. Cold you just feel it. Zone. <laughs> uh, it sounds like a really great themed movie for you to watch. I'm guessing the special effects were probably amazing. The oh. acting, top notch. The plot probably just like was um, flowed so well. This movie probably couldn't even make the cut of being a sci-fi movie. Holy shit! This. I is. have no idea. I didn't watch the trailer and say, this looks like dog shit. I it need was to give it a roots. <laughs> no, this movie was so lazily bad. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't know anybody. I, I didn't know anybody in the movie. Really? Because the trailer said starring people that I'd never heard of before. I thought maybe they're just in movies I haven't watched. But it sounds like they're not in anything anybody's ever watched. I literally didn't recognize anyone. Even the main character, I was like, this guy looks maybe vaguely familiar. Didn't recognize the name. No. Didn't even bother to look him up. No. Now, I did look up the director. This is where it gets interesting. The director (laughs) 
is a guy named John McCarthy. Yep. And his actual director credits are this movie and four episodes of Supernatural. Yeah. That's all he's ever done. But, but he has been the the a, the AD, the assistant director or the second AD on a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like, like a bunch. Like like fucking Snakes on a Plane, Electra, Best in Show. Like he worked with That's what I'm saying. All kinds of people. That's what threw me off. Is that I looked up the movie and then just out of curiosity, the director's info yeah. on because this was on Prime. And it popped up, and some of his credits, I was like, what? And I was hoping he wrote it down, because that's a random-ass list of movies. Again, best in show. Like, Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, he is good at being a second unit director or an assistant AD. Right. Assistant director. He obviously knows his trade. He's just not a guy that can helmet on his own. No. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. And like, But you would, wouldn't expect those kind of credits on this shit movie like exactly i mean i figured there had to be someone like the snakes on the plane maybe like it's it's, it's not cheesy, a very but, but it's, it's a, not a very complicated movie put Samuel jacks on a plane put snakes on a plane have them say we need to get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane right it writes itself right. perfect fucking yeah. cheesy but you get a big budget yeah schlock movie yeah but then you get into again best in show which yeah is uh, what's his name? Who's the director? Uh, that's a uh, Christopher Guest. Yeah, I wouldn't put someone working with Christopher Guest then doing a movie about an attack. Or, I, I, is it the the storms attacking people? Okay, yeah. Let's let's get into the all right. Because actual... that's my confusion. I only watched the trailer and then sent it right off to you. All right. So normally I will write a whole page of notes. Mm-hmm. I only wrote half a page of notes, <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Are you telling me this didn't have a very thorough plot? Oh, man. Let me tell you about how bad the science is in this movie. It doesn't even pretend to understand how science works. But things get cold, right? Yes. And they freeze. Yeah. This, this, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to open with my description of this movie in, in the fact that this makes Day After Tomorrow the big budget Roland Emmerich movie that came out yes, like what, yes. 15 years ago, whatever yes, it was. Yes, it has one of my favorite scenes of any action movie ever in it. And that movie was a stupid disaster movie that was a big budget movie. Yeah. That movie, Science, is so... And it's That movie, Science, was stupid, but it was so much better than that, this movie. <laughs> that movie, Science, is like Nobel laureate science compared wow. to this. This movie, Science, is so idiotic. Any third grader with a science project will understand how stupid this movie is. Okay. The so you did take this as, as a, a movie warning you of global warming and how extreme the weather will go. Oh, they got us. preachy as fuck, but it was so Hallmark movie, right. or Hallmark channel preachy. And, and it was so just so empty and void of any actual reason that you're just like, no did. Okay. Does the weather growl? Or make any kind of menacing sounds because <laughs> one thing I love about like if you ever seen like Twister yeah. or movies like that is you can't just have the threat of a weather system or whatever it has to growl. So, and so it, I was curious, did they add any growling or menacing monster sounds? Okay, all right, I'm a little disappointed. I figured they would go with that with the movie like this. They don't. Uh, no. So basically, like the concept is, is that there's this crazy movie opens with like these um, 
this trio of scientists up in Alaska at a weather station that are like, you know, they're just having banter like, oh, I can't wait to like, uh, I can't wait to get on my second honeymoon where I'm, I'm going to be in like fucking, oh, no. you know, Sorry, I'm going to be in Italy very or tragic. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, a guy goes out to go, uh, one of our sensors is weird. It's me- measuring some really weird temperature dude, dude, dude. fluctuations. No, 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 no. We're not talking about day after tomorrow. Get back on the movie that you were assigned, all right? You're already covering day after tomorrow. Get back to what we're supposed to be talking about, the movie. Oh, yeah. Th- this was lazy in the sense that it just <laughs> tried to rip off. Because, I mean, I already, already saw that scene in day after tomorrow. Exactly. So one guy goes out. Go go check a sensor out uh-huh. in, out in the in in the in the yard outside of their like little shack, oh, their yeah. science shack, the science shack, yeah. And uh, there he sees in the distance what looks like a really shitty CGI uh, blizzard coming in that just looks like it looks like a bunch of out of focus bubbles coming at the screen. Like oh it's, no, it's really shitty. Yeah, and he's like, "What's that? Oh shit! I better run!" And of course, like. The other guys are at the door like, what's going on? What's going on? And he's running to the door and then he instantly freezes. Oh, no. A la that other movie that we already talked about. (laughs) Like, immediately freezes. So they shut the door. By the way, so their sensors were what? 10 feet from their side shack? Because it sounds like the storm was maybe half a mile away from them. But their sensors only work to a 10 foot proximity to the science shack right correct okay no idea what was coming till it was already too late and then uh, the movie will keeps cutting out between scenes to a still composite digital shot of the outside like the the earth with a big looks like a cold storm that looks oh. like it has an eye of a storm like sort of a, like a hurricane of like mm, that cold. sounds familiar too okay but it's a still shot that they reuse like 15 times. It doesn't, it doesn't you. even move a little bit. It's yeah. just like, still. Just like, meanwhile, if you want to know, this is how fucked up the storm is. Indeed. Yeah. Like, aliens can be like, oh, it looks really <sighs> bad what's happening on Earth right now. Holy shit. So, right before uh, that, this opening sequence ends, uh, one of the things they're like, they're trying to radio a warning for this storm, but the radios aren't working because apparently um, wait, wait. the storm science, storm, the storm science means that radio waves don't work in the storm anymore. Yeah, dude, radio waves can freeze. You, you didn't know that? Uh, apparently. Yeah. You've never walked anywhere and you find little... <laughs> <laughs> little wa- waves <laughs> on the ground? Half waves laying on the ground frozen? <laughs> Come on, man. Like, dude, that's science, all right? Maybe that's how snowflakes are, me- are made. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, somebody lost their cell phone coverage, but it's snowing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn, oh, the God. storm seems to be smarter than them. Like, you're not calling for help. I froze the way you would call for help, God damn it. So they instantly all, they're all dead. And then we have the, oh no, the title sequence, Cold Zone, and then we're introduced to the main characters. Right. Is there an area this takes place in, or is it just yes. un? Okay. Yes. So we're introduced to the main characters in their car on a road trip. And in this exposition, we find out, okay, it's a mother, father, and their teenage son. Right. Teenage son is super mad that he can't uh, stay with his buddies in Florida and hang out with his dudes out on the, on the dunes and oh, shit. no. Wait, they're from Florida. They're so from Florida. A very warm-weathered 
Exactly. Environment. Oh, no. The father is a scientist. We'll get to that. And the mother is a doctor who um, likes to go every year to this small town in Alaska and volunteer at the hospital. Okay. So Florida to Alaska. Road trip. <laughs> um, the fuck? That's like 5,000 well, miles. Dude, they don't make enough money. He's just a scientist and she's a doctor. There's no way they can fly up there. It's, it's Three people. Be, yeah, it's got to be road trip. It's got to be. And that's what? A 50, 60 hour. It's got to be. That's how be like many four hours? days yeah. in a car. Come if, on, we're road if, tripping it to Alaska. If you, make, if you make good time, you can drive coast to coast. Yeah, from east coast to west coast in about three days if you really make good time. Wow, because that's about three thousand miles. Now this is the farthest southern <laughs> southeastern point of Florida. To the farthest <laughs> northern point. You're basically driving to Russia. Yeah. Like, what the Come on, fuck? Kids. We're going to Russia. <laughs> so, yeah. They're in the car. The kid, he's like 16, 17. He's a total, like, he's entitled douchebag. Yeah, he's a douchebag, yeah. Total entitled douchebag. Well, they just want well, to hang you, out with his bros now, I don't, I, on I the beach. This, but you have to establish the, the teenager is selfish and a douchebag. So, potentially, and I'm, I'm just guessing here... You have that moment of realization where he actually appreciates his parents near the end of the movie. That might not happen here, but that's kind of the setup usually is let's make yeah. this kid douchey and not give a fuck and at the end go, I love you, Dad. I, mean, I love you, Mom. Like, yeah. Well, but I'm not saying that happens here, but it seems like it could. I, I get the notion of like having character development. Yeah. This really isn't the movie for it, okay? Because it's paper thin. I'm I, a little more happy, so you're making me happier. This kid's just a complete douchebag to the entire movie, pretty much. Oh, good. Like <laughs> I like, appreciate that. He then, tries. Right? He tries to have an arc, right? But I just really wanted him to die. In <laughs> <laughs> any time he was on screen. So no time did he go. I I actually appreciate my parents, and they all yeah. no. Now he's like, "Fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. I don't care about this killer story." I don't want to be here. Why do we gotta be here? Yeah. Why can't I hang out with the bros? People getting frozen to death wouldn't happen in Florida. So apparently, the um, they get there and they show up at this Airbnb that they stay at every year, run by this, I guess, a couple. However, the couple is over at a B and B convention in New Mexico, so they only have Ooh. the teenage daughter wait, wait. running the B&B. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There, they, <laughs> there's a B&B convention? What do they do there? I don't know, dude. <laughs> These soaps were great. You know, they're like, what the fuck? Alright, who knows, man. Anyway, so it's basically just being run by their teenage daughter, who of course makes friends with the only other teenage douchebag that's there. I mean, it works out perfect. The father is a scientist that uh, I think he tracks birds and bird movements. Okay. So he's going to do something up there. And then the mother actually has something to do because she's going to go be a doctor, a volunteer doctor at this at this local hospital. Because this is such a remote town in Alaska and it's all these hardworking salt of the earth motherfucker people there that it, it I, they're treating it like backwoods Appalachia. Okay. In, in the sense that, like, wow, city folk, huh? 
It's like, well, we don't have enough doctors out here. Yeah. Can you get someone to come pull my pull my little boy's teeth in this barn shed <laughs> or some shit? Like it's yeah. It every part of this movie is offensive. <laughs> okay, so they're treating like these like hardworking like rural Alaskan folk, uh, you know, as if they're fucking idiots, and she's there to do the good work, etc. So. All right. Good Lord. <laughs> Where's the storm? I want oh, the I know. storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it real quick. Because I can't believe I've talked about this. this <laughs> I somehow tricked you into actually explaining the characters in it. this movie that doesn't fucking matter. All right. First thing, this had to have been shot in summertime. Right. Wherever they shot it, probably Canada or something. It was overcast the whole time, so it looked like winter. But like they didn't actually have vapor breath. Which normally would be a thing, yeah. In Alaska in the winter, yeah. <laughs> you know, but they were like, Ugh. so they have these outside scenes that looks like it could be cold, but it's not. So you know, the behind the the scenes, they're wearing these heavy ass coats and like acting cold as yeah. shit as they're sweating their balls off. All right, so yeah, the worst entitled white family ever on vacation, go <laughs> from Miami to Alaska. Stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, so. There is a hit of the storm, and it crushes, like, apparently this, the cold kills batteries, like, kills them, just yeah, straight up. it kills sound waves, batteries, batteries. anything, and it, it, it's in its path. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it definitely didn't grow up with, like, storing batteries in the fridge for years. Yeah. Which we used to do. You know, but apparently the cold, not bad for batteries, you know. Well, that's extreme cold, and that's motivated cold. Like, it wants to destroy shit, okay? So, all right. So, the father ends up meeting up with this. He gets, like, way out on one of his little, like, bird-watching bullshit things. And he's like, oh, I I think I've gone too far. He can't get a signal on his phone. So, he ends up finding, like, this little, like, shack, which ends up having, like, this scientist the only other character of note in the movie <laughs> who is like a he's like a disillusioned scientist who lost his wife and daughter in Katrina when he had been he had spent his whole previous career trying to warn about the dangers of global warming right and then Katrina happened and he lost his wife and daughter so now he's like just pissed off and like wait 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 mad at the world so the storm shows up this time it's personal. I mean, like, oh yeah, weather killed his family. He, yeah, he doesn't care. Like, he's like, I'm not a scientist anymore. <laughs> I just want to fucking die does, out does here. Does he? Does he have a drinking problem or problem? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So. Like, uh, he yeah, actually he like, forgot to shave. So does the he... guy who plays him looks like a really low rent like Dave Batista. He's like a big dude, right? And he, he, but he just looks like the like a like a fucking alcoholic <laughs> date <laughs> with no talent. Yeah, <laughs> but they establish like his his clothes look a little worn and like that that generic like I've given up on life. But you caught me on the couple days where I really gave up on life, where yeah. I don't change clothes or shave. Yeah. So the basic gist is that like I mean, the preachiness is so heavy handed, and he starts to notice that like something is happening with with this storm situation and he and the dad team up it's like all right well we got to get the word out because whatever's happening is going to kill everybody out here and i'm just like good yeah <laughs> can this movie be over yeah please like i don't care storm like how do we speed care. the storm up so um meanwhile the son and the daughter of the 
B&B people are off bonding. The mother's doing the good work in, in, in the hospital. And um, they figure out, like, they finally get to a point where it's like, all right, so we got we to gotta let everybody know. So they end up, like, splitting up. The dad gets on gone on a snowmobile and gets to a point where he has like cell phone reception and like oh so he's beat the storm then he's okay. trying to yeah and he um he he tries to warn his wife at the hospital it's like okay get everybody at to the hospital because that has generators and stuff keep them running anybody who doesn't have good insulation like when this thing hits and it's hitting in these in these in- intervals it's going to freeze people to death. Yeah. Like straight up, like instantly. Like Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, they're also the the out of towners from Florida, oh. which all the locals will point out like, oh, uh, some so liberal she, bullshit. She, she's trying to like warn <laughs> the locals and they're like, um, no, there's like a truck driver. There's like EMS guy and there's like people. It's just like we're no. from. A, they're like, we're from Alaska. We know what cold feels like. We, bitch. Know, we know cold. We're survivors yeah. out here. What the fuck? We'll put an extra layer on. That's what you do. No big deal. We still got to do. We got jobs to do. I got to yeah. drive this truck. I got to I got to like help y'all people. got some agenda going on. I don't know what it is, but I'll put an extra layer on. I can fucking deal with cold. So, yeah. Yeah. The mom is completely unconvincing. So everybody fucking leaves. Uh, spoiler alert. They all freeze to death and die. Yeah. What? <laughs> no way. And you see the guys yelling right before he freezes, like, I put an extra layer on. And then, like, his fist freezes. Exactly. And he, yeah, like, this bullshit. I put a fucking stocking cap on my head. So, um, all right. Uh, <laughs> the dad makes it back to the hospital. However, at this point, the son has gone off to go rescue the daughter of the B&B people over where they are because... There's, was there, no, there's no communication. Was there interaction between the dad and the teenage son about how they need to get to the hospital? He said, no, I need to save her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, it, was, yeah. it was weak as shit. Yeah, but uh, yeah, again, just, um, I'm just writing this this plot down myself as, as we go along. The dad so. ends up like uh, holding up at one point in a grocery store where everybody's like trying to get the fuck out. He meets, he meets like this girl who's like a grocery store manager and he's like, uh, this thing's about to hit. We actually need to get into the walk-in cooler because that's better insulated. We'll actually survive better in there than what? out there. No, it's a cooler. There's cold. That wouldn't make any that's sense. That's colder than inside. Trust me. So, like, and then they get a, like, a refrigerator truck, uh-huh. which is what he uses to go save the wife. And he goes to get the son and, and, the, and, and the girl. And they're trying to make it to the airport because obviously the dad, who's a bird watcher scientist, also knows how to fly a helicopter. Of course, of course, multitask. And meanwhile, the uh, the disillusioned uh, fucking scientist who lost his wife and kid. I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, f- he he figures out how to um, how to get the signal out to the world about this crazy killer storm. Right. And but he sacrifices himself to do it. Like he gets. He gets the signal out, but he, he gets frozen to death. And I'm just like, good. Thank you. <laughs> Don't need to hear your bullshit anymore. And, like, uh, you can call somebody else in another town and just have them, exactly. like, inform everybody of this. So, so satellites don't exist in this movie, right? I just want to make sure of that. No, no, no. Radio waves don't work during Ra- a storm. Like, it, it, it's a bunch of bullshit. Does the storm freeze the satellites in space to inform 
everybody else's. I kind of wish that they had done that because that would have been just like the epic height of like dumbass, like you, you get to another scene and they're like somewhere in some town. They're like, wait, I'm getting some weird readings on my satellite, and then like you see the storm like shoots them out of space and freeze the satellite and it cracks into a thousand yeah. pieces. Because again, I mean, uh, to quote damn to quote Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, is it snowing in space? <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to bring up satellites. That's true. So while they're making their trek to this local airport, they realize that like they can't stop during one of these cold blasts. Right. Because if they shut off the engine, they might not be able to get started again. So the grocery store manager, who's a local, decides to get a bunch of layers on. They put up blankets in in the cabin of this refrigerated truck. Right. And she's just going to make a make a beeline for the airport and they got to go over this fucked up bridge and all kinds of stuff like that. But she's going to basically sacrifice herself to yeah. save the family. A lot of sacrifices going on here. I know, right? And But her, her she's layering up. She layered the fuck up. Like way more than the local people did to survive. Exactly. Okay. And they go through this blast, and when they when it's over, they get out of the truck, and they made it to the airport. Okay, awesome. But bitch is frozen to death. Oh, I'm like, not enough layers. Yeah. Not Every enough layers. Every local dies. Every <laughs> local dies. Man, I am never going on a road trip with you. You seem to hate uh, the locals in these areas. Well, I'm never going on a road trip ever from Florida to Alaska because I'm not an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, there's Planes that there are airplanes that, yeah, that yeah. fly places, so they they get into the uh, uh, they get into the fucking airport and, and they get to this helicopter because dad can fly a helicopter. Yeah, multitask. And there's the four of them. So I guess technically one local survives, the daughter of the uh, B and B people, and uh, they get in the the helicopter. They start it up, and of course as they're taking off, the next wave is hitting. Oh so man, they got to like. They gotta try to make it out just in time as everything's catching up. They're not gonna make it. They're not gonna make it. And uh, apparently, that helicopter they do make it. By the way, damn it, I I really want everyone to die, but they do make it. And that helicopter had enough fuel to fly from Alaska to Florida to down to San Francisco. No, there you go. Okay, because like I mean, because obviously I I should not point out and i guess they just couldn't budget it to get a like a small plane or a jet helicopters usually depend on wind not i'm not trying to make a judgment here but i would think the one vehicle to escape this giant a giant windstorm windstorm um i just gonna throw out here helicopter might not be your best option no no not at all but whatever. But again, science. Yeah, science. <laughs> Not a thing here. We use the winds to help us go faster. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And also, any helicopter that has the fuel to make it from remote northern Alaska right. to San Francisco, uh, that helicopter is awesome. There's a deleted scene where the dad goes, I found these extra jugs of fucking gas. I'll fill it up mid flight. We don't ever land. Mid flight, I'm going to crawl out. Pour into (laughs) the tank while we're still flying. Yeah, you don't remember. It's a deleted scene. And yeah. So they have a very clunky uh, sort of like end of the movie exposition where there's like news reports about how 
the northern hemisphere has frozen on earth and that to make it down to anywhere near the equator i'm just like well, and the movie's over i'm just like but, this is hold the on. worst thing i've ever uh, seen but uh san francisco is not near the equator so it's not no 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 because when they got down there they're flying over the golden gate bridge which is frozen oh so they just keep going apparently they just have all the fuel they need <laughs> oh yeah yeah deleted scene we don't see so they're so you're saying San Francisco's already been hit, but that tells you how far they've they've flown. Yes, yeah, they've made it that far in a helicopter. I They're just gonna keep on going until they, they get made to Costa Rica, baby. <laughs> I don't think they made it. I'm 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 calling it here. So they pretty much said our main characters that we've invested all this time in, they're fucking dead. But we're not gonna show your death. Just gas, equator, didn't make it, dead. Okay. If I had a hundred dollars to finish this movie, <laughs> it would have been just. Taking an image of the helicopter <laughs> and animating it crashing into the fucking ocean. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, a just lot, like Indiana die. Jones, where you just have the theme music and you have the red dot, and then it starts getting squiggly a little bit <laughs> as it gets near the equator, squiggly, squiggly, and then you just like. And, then and it, it disappears, disappears in a map view of the ocean, and, yes. and you just hear the, the sound effect of bloop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. God damn it. We need to uh, figure out a way to make that. Yes. All right. So yes, that was Cold Zone, the dumbest fucking. I dude, I I will be honest. I feel like putting a sweater on right now because just you describing the movie is it's brought chills through me. I think this movie actually helped. It was so stupid that it actually helps the anti climate change. Oh no, people that nobody ever watches movie. God damn it. Yeah, Al Gore probably is rolling <laughs> in his grave right now. I think Al Gore's still alive, by the way. No, he's rolling in his grave. <laughs> no, he is alive. But like, or did he? Was he, he doesn't know about up? this movie. But this movie just—he's gonna have to do a whole other documentary to make up for yeah. how dumb this movie is. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up. Yes, yeah. Jesus. So that was Cold Zone. Yeah, it was. All right, so uh, beautiful disasters. There's a few ways to reach out to us or. Yeah, you know, check out our shit. Uh, what's uh, if you want to email us, that's uh, so uh, straight up email beautiful disasters podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at beautiful disasters podcast. What's our uh, Instagram? We got that too, yeah, right? Beautiful, beautiful disasters. That's at it, yeah. There you on go, Instagram. There Fuck you go, yeah. yeah. Uh, we update that pretty frequently too, uh, just like Facebook on the episodes. And then um, always go to GYpodcast.com and yep. you'll find us on there and all the amazing podcasts that are on the network. That's right. And there's these little uh, little links there. And uh, you know what? You're going to go purchase some shit at Amazon before you just type in Amazon and then find. There's a link. We, we do the work for you. You don't even have to type that shit in, man. You get that link, it takes you right to Amazon. And That's then, right. you know, throw a few dollars back our way for helping right. you not have if to type out Amazon. If you want to get a Amazon. physical copy of Cold, <laughs> Cold Zone, Zone or... With those deleted scenes that we talked about. With those, oh, man. Yeah. I can't wait to yeah. see those. Yes, you could buy it through Amazon, and we, we'll get a couple cents kickback. Yeah. Which is the best thing this movie could ever have done <laughs> exactly. for us. We just helped this shitty-ass movie. If we get a nickel for every one of the copies of this movie you buy, that, that would be amazing. And then another link on there... T Public, all the GUI merch, including our Beautiful Disasters merch, is all on there. You click on that link, you can Damn get right. T-shirts, banners, stickers, all kinds of 
cool fucking merch. Um, help us out. And again, they're always running sales. Just go on oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the whole month of December was a sale. But they're going to have other ones coming up. I'm pretty sure they'll have a Valentine's Day sale, pre-Valentine's right Day. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got a 35% off. T-shirts are like $13, $14. So, but as Most always, um, you have any schlock abuse suggestions, contact us. Uh, you, you know, or anything you want us to cover is the full episodes with uh, anything that's that kind of amazing B-movie awesomeness that yep. we haven't covered yet. Give us suggestions. We love them. So, well, as always, uh, uh, I'm F.U. Hunter. I'm the Groots. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, Scotty P here with Smash on your left, and we are the Geek Fathers. That's right, bringing all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So welcome to our world. And as always, join us or cry. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. <laughs>